How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Deep Zone Pod, bringing you up-to-date sports talk news from around the NBA, NFL with hot topics, trade news, playoff and draft discussion, debates, you name it, we got you covered. Unfiltered with hot takes on your favorite teams and players, some you're going to like, and, well, others not so much. The Deep Zone Pod has you covered for all your hot sports news. Just remember, this shit's unfiltered. How's it going, everybody? Jake and Mark are back today. I'm joined by our first guest to discuss some NFL hot topics. But before I introduce him, Mark, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, another, I don't know, just hard morning after the Clippers loss and Niners loss and just Angels suck. All my teams just suck in sports, quite honestly. It's pretty shitty to be a Jake fan in sports, but it is what it is. But joining us today, we got... Sean from the uh, Fantasy Football Degenerates, a friend of ours for the past few years. We've all just kind of been discussing sports on and off. And as me and Mark started this podcast, we asked Sean if he'd join us today. And here you go. So we got some NFL experience with us. So how are you doing today, Sean? Good. Think about heading to Cancun. I think it, there might be a deal on flights soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with COVID and everything going on, we might get some freaking cheap flights and go hang out with some boys down in Cancun. And there <laughs> might be some interest down there. Yeah, but as we promised, we're not going to just be talking hoops here. Um, we got some NFL talk today, some juicy topics on discussion, some Brady and the Bucks, some 49ers, Seahawks, NFL West battles, and just kind of, I mean, the Trevor Lawrence talk's kind of begun. It's week one, but he's about to get going playing soon, and I'm ready to see him get going. I'm ready to see him get in the NFL, and we have a few teams that he might end up with, which we don't see much hope for their futures, quite honestly, this year. So we'll leave you with that, and we'll get to that later on, but kind of kick it off where it's going to jump right into the Brady and the Bucks discussion and kind of are the Bucks in trouble? Do they kind of have just the first week kind of low? Are they going to be fine? Is Brady going to be able to rally the troops and get them going? I mean, personally, I think it's going to be, I think they'll be okay. There's still definitely some concerns there, but I think just the new QB there with Brady never switching teams and never having to really use a different playbook. I think he said even before the season, he's never had to really look at his playbook in the past even I think 10 or 12 years. So having to do that, it's just been a new experience for him. No, no, um, no preseason. So overall, I just see it's a little weird situation. Um, Mark, I know you have some takes on this as well. So what do you kind of feel in the box? So this is uh, Brady's first season on the box. I don't really think the team's in trouble. I just don't really think they're going to be what everyone's expected. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I still think it's the Saints division to win. Um, I think with COVID and everything, new team, new playbook, Rosarians from Bill Belichick, I just think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for them. I still think they'll finish like uh, 10 and 6, maybe 9 and 7. But ultimately, I do think they're in a little bit of trouble, not a lot of trouble, because, you know, when you have Brady, you're always going to be good. Uh, He's a good quarterback. But I just think with COVID and everything, I don't like, you know, the fit with him with uh, Mike Evans too well. I just don't think it's a good fit. So, like I said, I think they're going to be in a little trouble. Not too much, but I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, like you said, that fit with Mike Evans is just – it's not good. I mean, Brady can't really chuck the ball deep anymore, kind of like Mike Evans. He's really there for the jump balls. And I don't know, Godwin's really the fit there. And he just went down with concussion protocol just this week. So, I mean, we're just still waiting on that news to see if he's going to be active this week. If not, we get to see if – him and Brady or Mike Evans and Brady can kind of connect to be that duo that we're, they're going to need to be. Cause I'm not sure Gronk really has that ability to be what we think Gronk can be at this stage. I mean, he's still young. He's not old, but a year off of football, he's not really the same guy I don't think anymore. So 
Sean, what are you seeing with the Bucks? Do you see kind of the same thing as us, or do you see something different? Yeah, I, I mostly agree. I think you gotta you gotta give them six, seven weeks. I mean, they they had no preseason. They didn't have much training camp. Brady's you know first year in new offense, first time in what 20, 20 years. Uh, it's you can't really take much of what you saw this past week and and you know take it for what it's worth. He hasn't he hasn't been there, and. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Six, seven weeks from now, if they still suck, they still they're losing ball games. Uh, then yeah, I'll be concerned. I do think the one thing you're concerned about is their offensive line. We said I, most people said this going into the season that that's a big issue for them, especially that that tackle position. Uh, I mean, Saints had they only had three sacks, but they got to Brady seven times, like seven QB hits. Uh, that's a lot of hits for a guy of 43 years old to be taken. So. I think that would be your biggest concern. And and like you kind of mentioned, Drake, with Gronk, I, I don't think Gronk is this amazing tight end that he used to be. He's slim now. He, he doesn't look like the uh, the Gronk we knew who, who uh, was dominating up in New England for five, six years. But like I said, give it five, six weeks. If they still are struggling, then, then you press the uh, panic button. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to give them a few weeks, but there's definitely some concerns. I mean, even the running back situation, I'm not sure – if Ronald Jones has enough to really be that guy. And I mean, they just picked a four net off the street pretty much and plugged him in. I think he's probably the guy long-term, but then they got Shady McCoy, which he didn't really even get involved. He only got one catch, not even a single carry yesterday. So, or on Sunday. So, I mean, they got some situations to kind of deal through. Like you said, O-line, Mike Evans, the running game, the defense still has some work to do. As Mark said, I don't see them being a Super Bowl contender this year. It's just tough, but We'll see in the six or seven weeks. We'll reevaluate them and go from there. But moving on to another team that had a bad week, first week, 49ers. Like I said, I'm a fan. Just not fun. Not a fun week for me overall. Not a fun year. <laughs> just Super Bowl loss, week one loss. Clippers suck. Angels suck. Like I said, it just sucks. But 49ers, I mean, we lost game one. I told Mark going in the game, I was a little worried. I mean, the Cardinals had a bunch of offseason additions. They got uh, – they drafted Simmons in the draft on their defense. They got DeAndre Hopkins, all that talent on offense to go now with, with Kyler Murray. And she's, I mean, I, th- I thought they were gonna come out hot. I thought we come, might come out a little bit flat with all the injuries we have going on and just off a Super Bowl loss. Our team is probably like, all right, we can, you know, rally. We'll be fine. We have some injuries, but we'll, we'll be fine by the end of the year. And that team is ready to compete right away. And they want to stay They're out to prove something. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to compete in the NFC West, but I know the 49ers want to, and first game they didn't really look like it. Jimmy missed some throws, so. Yeah, I mean they're they're banged up. They they have a, they're missing their two starting receivers, a guy they drafted in Brandon Ayuk, and then Debo Samuel obviously won't be back for I think three weeks. Right, week four would be the earliest he could return because um, he's on IR. I I think I think they're going to be fine. Ultimately, yeah, they might have a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, but their defense is still top three worst you know what like there's no way there are any maybe two teams are better than them, the ravens and the steelers mm-hmm. and um they, they they'll be fine ultimately but yeah I, I would be a little concerned about the seahawks they they're they've kind of caught up a little bit especially with the jamal adams trade like that that could be something the niners have to watch out for and and look they're two evenly matched teams i think you're going to take russell wilson over jimmy garoppolo and uh yeah the cardinals have made a lot of moves too they they you know getting deandre hopkins isaiah simmons those are those are game changers for them. I still think they're going to be better than the Cardinals. I think defensively, and then when they get healthy offensively, that's a game they'll win the second time around. 
But, you know, the league's, the league's starting to catch up to the Niners, especially in the NFC West. I've been worried about the NFC West ever since I drafted Kyler. I mean, you got Kyler, you got Russ, you got McVay, and just, I mean, we, even, we haven't even mentioned the Rams yet. And they're, they have two of the best defensive players in football from Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, you can't even question them about being there at the end of the season. Obviously, they have their questions at QB, too, but that's just the same thing the Niners have a strong defense and the question at quarterback. So, I thought the Niners had a pretty easy way this season, but I might have been wrong. I mean, like I said, the Seahawks are right on their tail, and they might have even closed the gap with the trade of Jamal Adams. It's been a lot. Do you see anything different, Mark? Or are you kind of just, Niners will be fine? I mean, I think they'll be fine because of their schedule. They got, like, their next three games are pretty much, uh, you know, freebies the next couple of weeks, even with these guys out. Like Sean said, you got wide receivers missing all over the place, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think they just announced today that Sherman's on IR and Aquilo is on concussion protocol. So their defensive backs are also a little thin, already added to their wide receiving core. I, I seen that they just recently signed Mohamed Sanu. Maybe they plan on uh, getting him involved. But I still think they're gonna they're gonna be fine. They're just gotta worry about the Seahawks and the NFC uh, West. Uh, I think the Cardinals aren't ready yet. They're they're a good upcoming team. Uh, the Rams, <laughs> nah, not on that offense. <laughs> even with Darnold and Ramsey and just that, they can't even rally the troops and just hold teams down enough where they can find a way to score enough? No. Their offense is still super sus because their running game, yeah, like Malcolm Brown, give him credit for last game. He, he two touchdowns, 79 yards. But like it's still pretty suspect. And then Jared Goff, like that's the, the X factor. You could argue he's the worst quarterback in that division. So I'll hold the Jimmy Garoppolo kind of train. There, I've never been a fan of golf. Going on with the Seahawks again, the Jamal Adams trade, I mean, it's only been one week, but everyone kind of was skeptical on the trade. They were saying they gave up too much. They gave up two first-round picks, I think, and it was just you don't give that much for a safety. What do you guys think? Uh, I think Jamal Adams, I've always said I think he's worth it. I think that trade was worth it. I don't care what you had to give up as long as you didn't give up, like, you know, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, players like that. I just think. He's too good of a player. I personally think he's the best safety in the league, and I think with him being, what, 23 years old, I believe he is, I feel like it, it wasn't that bad of a trade to go get the best safety in the league. You've seen his huge impact uh, on the defense in week one. They kind of, like, used him to cover Hayden Hurst, and Hayden Hurst wasn't involved in the offense. Obviously, he's new to the Falcons' offense, but tight end game is a huge part of Matt Ryan other than Julio Jones. And just to see his impact, uh, Jamal Adams, that is week one. I think it was totally worth it for the Seahawks to make that move. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I was on the train where I thought that was way too much to give up for a box safety, but I mean, his impact was felt immediately. Uh, he led the team in tackles with 12. He had a sack two and a half tackles for a loss. I mean, the guy, he made a massive impact. I know they still allowed, you know, 25 points, but when you're playing the Falcons, they got Julio, they got Calvin Ridley. They're going to they're gonna put up points regardless. Uh, but, you know, the Seahawks, like, I think they closed the gap. Like, you could argue they're, they might be the best team in the NFC. And I think the, the, the biggest thing is they, at least in game one, they went away from this, like, let's hand the ball off 30 times and only let Russ throw at 20. I mean, he threw the ball 35 times, completed 31 passes, 89%. That's absurd. And if they start just letting Russ take over games, I mean, they're scary. I really think they could be the team to beat in the NFC now. Like I've always wanted Russ to throw more. I thought, it's this guy's so good, you need to let him throw more. I've seen him play the Niners so many times. And like you said, they've always wanted to hand the ball off. And 
they don't really have that guy that they can really say we need to just hand the ball off anymore. Like Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, these aren't names that excite me. I'm not sure they excite the Seahawks anymore. And if you have a guy like Russ, you let that dude go out there and sling that shit around. And damn, he, like you said, 31 for 35, four touchdowns. Um, yeah, the Falcons defense, not the best. Not very good, but it's Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, but that's all right. Oh, it's dog, oh, it's dog shit. It's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, regardless, if you're out there throwing 31 versus 35 against blind and the deaf, I don't care. That's good. That's good stats, and I'm going to take that for fantasy. I don't care. That's good. I'm fine with it. And the rest is a freaking one of the best QBs in the league. So if they're going to let him go out there and sling it, they're they're going to be one of the threats in the league. Their offense will be just as strong as their defense, and they're going to be a problem. I'm starting to get worried about them, to be honest. I didn't think they were this this good this early, but they showed really well. Um, Imagine if they spent the money to bring back Clowney. Like, I mean, his impact would still be felt. Like, if they brought him back, that'd be that'd be scary. They could have done it too. They were able to afford Clowney and um, Jamal Adams. They were. They could have done it. They had the money, but they they ultimately didn't feel like he helped their team. So damn. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting to note for sure because, as you said, that would have been a big impact. I mean, you have a guy like Jamal Adams just locking up more. That just gives Clowney even more time to get back there. And it's tough to fucking block Clowney, to be honest. I mean, let's just be honest. He's one of the better pass rushers if he's healthy. If he's unhealthy, obviously that's a problem. But the guy's a freaking force to be reckoned with. And I don't know. Maybe he bites the Seahawks in the ass. Maybe he doesn't. But we'll find that out later in the season because that pass rush is huge later in the year. As we go from some decent teams, we're going to kind of head into some shitty teams and see who might be into the uh, Trevor Lawrence debate, even though it's already only week one. But we're going to kind of see the teams that we might feel that are just going to be in position to kind of tank for Lawrence. I'm not sure if there's a hashtag tank for tank for Trevor or anything out there yet, but there'll be one soon, if not now. Um, he's going to go first overall. There's no debating it. If you don't know who the guy is, you just don't know sports. Uh, you should probably turn your TV on one, one of these days because – the dude's next. I mean, this dude's it. He's what you want at QB. No one's going before this guy in the draft. He's the one. And whoever gets the first picks, either going to have the franchise QB, or if they, one of these teams, like we said, they might have the QB they think is on their roster. And they're going to sell this guy for the damn house. Like, you're going to get picks on picks with young talent, and you're going to be able to build your team. But I don't know if he's worth even trading, like, if you're even looking to trade this guy i don't even know like he's that good we're gonna jump right into some teams i personally think the jets are prime candidate number one they have a freaking tough schedule i don't see them honestly winning more than three four games at most quite honestly they just have a tough schedule i mean maybe they squeeze out a few more but their team's rough they just put lev on ir adam gates is a dumbass i don't know how to put it any other quite frankly any other way i just don't like the guy he's he has all this talent he ruins people he just I'm terrible with the media. I just don't like the guy personally. Maybe you guys have different opinions on Gates, but I, I don't like the guy. I just think that Jets team is doomed. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, the Jets are the leader in the clubhouse for the losing for Lawrence uh, sweepstake. Uh, I mean, between Gates and they, they just have no talent offensively. Defensively, they traded their best player. Honestly, he's the best player on the entire team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't see them winning, like you said, more than three, three, four games. I, I don't know where they're getting the, the production. Um, they looked the part week one against the Bills. They, they lost Le'Veon Bell now for, for three weeks to a hamstring injury that he claimed he never had, and now there you go. He's out three weeks. 
Uh, they they they're just terrible. They're, like I said, I think they're leaving the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, do you see it any other way, Mark? I mean, they have a tough schedule. Like I said, I'll just go over some games real quick. I mean, before you get your take, they play the Niners next week, then the Colts, then Denver, Arizona, the Chargers, Buffalo, the Chiefs, the Patriots. Then they had back-to-back games with the Dolphins, the Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, and the Patriots again. Like I said, I don't see more than three wins in there and maybe a few of those are the Dolphins and those are division games and those can go either way and by week 10 two is in the lineup and they're a better team so what do you see Mark um the Jets are terrible that's they're going to be one of the teams tanking for Trevor um well, I don't know if they'll be keeping Trevor or whatever they want to do because they have Sam Darnold maybe they think Sam Darnold's the future uh but they're definitely going to stink if I was them me personally I love Trevor Lawrence I want my team to tank for Trevor Lawrence, but we're not going to be able to. Um, you know, I just don't see what their what their future holds, uh, especially this season. They just don't have very much talent. Like Sean said, they just traded Jamal Adams. Receiving course, terrible. Offensive line stinks. They're just all over the place. They're, all, they're a mess. Adam Gase is an idiot. This dude – Last year, signed Le'Veon Bell, wanted him on the team, and then by the trade deadline, he wanted to trade him. So I, I don't know. The Jets are terrible. They're definitely going to be in a spot to draft Trevor Lawrence. But you, you mentioned Sam Darnold. I mean, you could think the world of him, right? He went, what, was third, fourth overall? Uh, second, third overall? I forget in that draft. But the day they lock in that they have the first pick, you say, Sam, listen, what do you want? A private chat, a limo? Where do we got to send you? Because your ass is gone. Like, <laughs> you, you, you pay whatever you need to pay to send that guy anywhere else because the day you lock in that pick, he's done. Like you said, I mean, like you guys said, I think Trevor's a guy. Um, it, like, it, it comes to Darnold, obviously, you have to move him. You can't just plug this guy as a backup QB. He still has value. I mean, there's going to be a team out there that wants him. Obviously, I'm not going to go through which team might end up with him. That's a long ways away. It's a bunch of movement that would have to happen and all that. But, I mean, would they get enough value back for Darnold to, like, make that? Obviously, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but now you're going to have Trevor Lawrence on the same roster that Darnold had. And like you guys just said, and I just said, they have literally no talent on this shit. There's nothing that you can look forward to. I mean, maybe they have a few young players, but there's no receiving help, really. I mean, they just drafted um, Denzel Mims, and they've slapped his ass on IR, too. So, He's not even getting time. Chris Herndon shown well at tight end, but I mean, he's a tight end. So it's, you're not overly excited there. He's just going to give you some production, but they have nothing else past that. They don't even have a running back. Like they can come like, okay, we can bring in Trevor. At least we have a running back where we can hand the ball off. They want to get rid of, they want to get rid of Le'Veon Bell and the coach doesn't even want him. I mean, <laughs> are we really looking forward to a future of Trevor Lawrence playing under Adam Gase? Well, you, you figure he's gone, right? He's got to be fired. I mean, he's, they go 2-14 and 14 this year. You're not going to bring back the guy with the crazy eyes. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I, and, look, they can they can add talent. Like, in the NFL, contracts aren't guaranteed. You cut, you know, whoever you need to to open up space. Um, I, I'm sure there's someone in this upcoming class they could overpay. You know, look, look at what the Niners did. What was it, three years ago, four years ago, when they overpaid uh, – uh, Oh my God, who's that wide receiver? Pierre Garcon? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, even if you just need mediocre talent, you overpay to give your, your, your quarterback something. Mm-hmm. And, and they can do that. And I, I, I think if they get Lawrence, they're going to find ways to just get anything around him that's worth something. Yeah. And you would think, I mean, they're in, I mean, shit, dude. 
they're the Jets, but they're still in New York, so there's still some appeal there. But I mean, let's be honest, they are still the Jets, and there's still that vibe around them that this team is just gonna find a way to fuck it up. And I think the way out of that is Trevor Lawrence. I, that might be the only way out of this shit, quite frankly. Like that might be their savior and grace. And just Darnold, sorry, take the curb, and we'll trade you somewhere else. And yeah, I think that's the play for the Jets. If they get the pick, they can't they can't pass this up. He's too good to pass up, and they're not going anywhere with Darnold, like you guys said. There's nothing here. And the next team we got is the Panthers, who I'm not sure how their teams are going to turn out this year. They're they're an interesting team. They got Teddy. They got the guy they signed from the uh, I think XFL have played under the new coach rule at Baylor. I think his name was PJ Walker. So I'm not sure if he's going to be even in the cards or if they just kind of sign him as a backup role. None of those guys are stopping a Trevor Lawrence train if that's the case, if they're that bad. Do you guys see the Panthers being that bad? We looked over some teams, and they were one of the teams we saw, but I'm not sure if – when I kind of first thought of teams that are in the Lawrence debate, I didn't really think Panthers, but are they actually this bad? Oh, yeah, you- I think the Panthers stink. Uh, you know, they, they're really – they have some good receivers. I like the talent they have on offense as far as playmakers. I like Robbie Anderson. I like Curtis Samuel. I don't think they've used him correctly yet, but I think he has a role in the NFL. They just got to use him more. And with a college coach coming in, and Curtis Samuel was a good college player at Ohio State, I think they'll figure out how to get him involved. Uh, DJ Moore is a good receiver. Um, he had, I didn't like his week one play, but I still think he's a good receiver. And you have to love Christian McCaffrey. He's probably the most versatile offensive player in the league. So they got, you know, the weapons. They just don't have the quarterback. Teddy's not a franchise quarterback. Uh, and then they're they're rebuilding that defense. Obviously, they just lost to Keekly. Their defensive backs aren't great. They just drafted defense. They spent all their draft picks this year on defensive line, so that defensive line better work out. Uh, it didn't do shit week one, obviously, because the Raiders had a field day. <laughs> but, yeah, we can uh, talk about that. He's a Raider fan. <laughs> but um you know i think this is a team that's definitely viable to uh be in the lose for lawrence category they're up there they're, they're definitely a contender i do think their offense is going to just be a little too good to to be the worst team in the league in my opinion like when you when you look at the jets and what they have on paper and then the panthers like it's absolute uh just much better. I mean, like Christian McCaffrey is arguably the best running back in football. DJ Moore, one of the better receivers. Robbie Anderson, like you go through the list. They just have too much talent. And like, although I'm not the biggest Teddy fan, like he's still average. And I just think they're probably going to win a little too many games uh, to to truly be like the worst team in the NFL. Unless Teddy goes down, that'd be the only other way. And, you know, Kyle Allen's out there throwing five interceptions a game again. Well, lucky for them, Kyle Allen moved on. They moved on from his story. Oh, ass. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I think um, I think for Coach Rivera took him with him to the uh, Washington football team. I almost called them yep. the team that shall not be named anymore. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we might see Will Greer. Maybe, like I said, PJ Walker. Maybe he steps in there. But if that's the case, maybe we see them as number one. It's, it's tough to see them. Like I said, there's a lot of offensive talent here. There's some still some solid defensive players. If Trevor Lawrence were to somehow squeeze his way onto this roster. Holy shit. Like you guys said, there's offensive talent abounds. I mean, you plug him with McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. I mean, geez, that's, that's, that's going to be an electric offense and a young offense too. Like that's going to be fun. I just don't 
think it's going to be in the cards really, but it's fun to discuss. It might be there, but they have a tough schedule as well. It'll be mentioned, but another team. If you're a Panther fan, you're praying that they suck that bad. You really are because yeah. you're loaded next year if, if that's the case. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, they're probably not a playoff team this year. They're just one of those middle-of-the-road teams that they're going to end up with a 10th maybe. If everything goes right this year, they end with like the 10th to 15th pick, maybe a little higher. And right, if they suck, they get a little higher and maybe they can package some stuff together to move up if needed. But yeah, I like Lawrence in this spot. It's just tough to see. Another team that we had on the cards is the Jaguars, which, I mean, I think the Jaguars have been in discussion for taking the top quarterback for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And <laughs> they just don't. They take someone else or they just take someone like Blaine Gabbert or fuck, who was the last guy that just failed? Uh, Blake Bortles. Yeah, Bortles. Um, <laughs> They, they they are in like Blake Bortles. Like they just take guys that have some question marks and they just don't have talent around them to make it work. They got to the conference finals with or conference championship with uh, Blake Bortles one year with their team was absolutely just stacked with talent and they lost because Blake Bortles just couldn't get the job done at the end. I mean, again, they're here. Well, here we go again. They have a chance to get one of the better QBs in the last decade. Are they going to be in position? Oh uh, yeah, they'll definitely be in position. Um, they did definitely get a huge one, a big, huge win, uh, week one against the Colts. My team, good God, we stink. Uh, but yeah, they'll definitely be in contention. Um, their team's not very talented, as you've seen. They pretty much already admitted themselves into the world that they're tanking for Lawrence. They got rid of Leonard Fournette for literally nothing. They traded Ronnie uh, Harrison, one of their young safeties, to the Browns for a fifth round pick. He's way better than that. Um, their receiving core is literally DJ Chark, uh, Lavishkas, and all, and free agency pickups. Their offensive line's terrible. They just traded Yannick Ngakwe as well. They're clearly tanking, rebuilding, and I definitely think they'll be in contention for Trevor Lawrence, kind of like the Jets, uh, except for, like, you know, a few better receivers uh, pieces. Um, a very not talented team, so I think it'll be very similar situation to the Jets if he were to go to the Jags I see I I thought they were going to be bad I, I predict predicted them to go one in 15 when Ooh. when we put out our predictions uh well I had on pick six for everyone's schedule but I listen Minshew Mania is real what you know whether this guy is a franchise quarterback or not I still don't believe so but he's clearly not bad he's clearly at least a very solid quarterback and I, I think that's going to be enough for them to just miss out on, on Trevor Lawrence and, and even give question whether they should draft him. Um, I also think I kind of underrated their defense even after they traded everyone. They still have Miles Jack, Joe Sch- Schubert, no, no uh, scrub, C.J. Anderson, uh, Henderson, who they drafted this year uh, in the first round. He looked pretty good in week one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're still probably a – at max six five six one team but uh i think that they might ultimately fall out of this conversation come midway of the year thanks to uh the stash there jacksonville's uh great minchu mania <laughs> i'm i bought in the minchu mania a little bit last year too he's just fun to watch like i i literally see this guy being our next ryan fitzpatrick when fitzpatrick's gone minchu is gonna be that guy that just sticks around find his way on a team and just starts over the guy where it's like, why the 
hell is Minshew starting again? How is this guy on a team still? And here he goes for four weeks and he just does some stupid magic, makes it worth it, and it's enough to get him on a team again. Like you said, I might, it might be enough to get him out of here because I like their – I mean, I kind of like their offensive talent. Yeah, their running backs are shit. I mean, they drop Fournette is whatever. Running backs are you know, a little bit replaceable in this uh, NFL right now, so it's what it is. But I like the receiver core. I mean, DJ Shark and LaVisca Chanel, I think, is a legitimate one-two duo, potentially. I mean, I'm not sure how much Kyle John- or Colin Johnson has going for him. I like him coming out of college, but not as much now. I mean, we'll see. He's kind of a third, fourth option right now. They still have D.D. Westbrook and Keelan, Keelan Cole. Like, like, they have talent on their team. It's just, I mean, like you said, when you look at the, the Jets, they don't have anything. I mean, the Jets just don't have nothing going for them. At least this team has a few offensive pieces. And like you said, they have they still have a few, few defensive, defensive pieces as well. I'm not sure they're going to stick around long-term with their situation and stuff. It probably might be best if they just maybe trade some of them unless they're going to sign long-term. But, yeah, the Jaguars might be just another Panther situation where they're just slightly too good offensively to be that bad. And that might just cost them another chance at another good quarterback. Maybe they get someone else. But I'm not sure, Minchie, like you said, if it's a franchise quarterback. But the last thing we got is the Lions. And I don't even know what to think about them, to be honest. They're just – I don't know. I'm just going to let you guys remember this one because I don't know what to think on the Lions, quite frankly. They're just always in this situation again, and they don't find the way to get in the situation. But now Stafford's getting old. So what do you think this is, you? This is literally the Bengals of last year where – like, but a little different where Stafford's better than Dalton. But like quarterback's not the issue for the Lions. It's literally everything else uh, other than maybe wide receiver. But it's like the perfect scapegoat, right? It's like, oh, well, you know what? It's got to be the quarterback because we haven't won in 10 years. So, like, let's move on and draft Justin Lawrence. But, uh, yeah, I could – like if they keep their coach, Patricia, I mean, they easily could be a team that's in the competition for that. And who knows if Stafford even got hurt again like he did last year. They'll easily be one of the worst teams in the league. But um, it's kind of sad because Stafford is a franchise quarterback. He's just never had a fair shake at it. But I I could see them – thinking that that's the uh, only option if, um, you know, they finish 3-13 and 13 or something again. Uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, the Lions will be in play for Lawrence. Like Sean said, Matt Stafford's always going to be the scapegoat. I don't think he's the problem in Detroit, but I definitely think they might need a fresh start, you know. I will say Matt Stafford has, I feel, definitely improved as a quarterback since Calvin Johnson retired. I feel like He's not out there just staring down Calvin Johnson. Um, I do think Trevor Lawrence would fit well in this team. He comes in with, uh, you know, a good receiving core with uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. They just drafted DeAndre Swift. I feel bad for that guy. He dropped the game-winning touchdown for them in week one. (laughs) Got to feel bad as a rookie when you kind of cost your team the game with one play. Um, But they just drafted Akuda defensively, so I don't know if they'll be going defensive-minded again. Uh, in the next draft. So if the Lions stink again, which I easily think they could because it's the Lions, you know, they're in a division with the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears are always going to give them trouble with a uh, tough defense, even though Trubisky, uh, he might be the worst quarterback in the league. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, <laughs> the Lions are definitely going to be in contention for the number one pick. I think they will be worse than for sure the Panthers. I don't know about the Jags still out on the Jags. I think the Jets are going to be the worst team in the league. But I think the Lions the I think the Lions will have a chance. The Lions will have a chance to be the worst team. And if they do get the number one pick, I definitely think Trevor Lawrence will be an option. 
I would bet everything I own that the Jets have the first pick this year. Like, that's how confident I am. They are just so goddamn awful that I can't fathom how they don't, especially because of their head coach, too. Yeah. (laughs) I think you guys have hit it on the head. It's tough to see the Jets not having the first pick unless some Hindu shit starts happening and they're freaking just lighting the world on fire. I don't see it. We went over their schedule. They don't have many wins in there. Maybe they squeeze out four at the most. I mean, there's just nothing really going for them. And when you have nothing going for you and your coach is just what it is, your players are going to end up giving up for you, especially in a year like this when there's no fans really going on and you're just kind of missing your family at times and whatever. You're dealing with all this COVID shit. Players are going to give up. This, this team is not going to play hard for 16 games. They're going to end up folding probably by week 10 when they're one and seven or one and nine. And we're going to be looking at this team as a potential one win team, two win team at the best, maybe three. So um, I'm talking all this shit on them and then watch them go upset your 49ers this weekend, Jake. If they upset the 49ers, (laughs) I will just not be having a podcast because I think, I don't know what I would do to be honest. That would just end very poorly for everyone to be listening to this podcast. Put it that way. Just that's just wrong to say, man. Jeez. But um, I think that'll do it for us. Um, until next time, that'll ra- oh, sorry, hang on. That'll wrap it up today. As always, we appreciate you sticking with us and listening. Um, please subscribe to the YouTube and the podcast. They're slowly getting available as, uh, as we get going. They're just slowly leaking out. So be sure to subscribe and listen and give us some five-star review. Greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, Deep Zone Pod, for all just video postings and discussions and just more shit talk on the Jets and other teams. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys joining us. Mark, Sean, you guys got anything else to plug? Yeah, I mean, if you want to check me out, follow me at, uh, at Pick6 on uh, Instagram and, and on Twitter. Um, and you'll get all your football uh, news, quotes, stats, whatever you need there. But, uh, yeah, smash that like and subscribe button for these guys. Yep, and do the same for them. I use their shit every week. It's good stuff. I win my leads because of them. I don't even study, and I win, so... It's worth it. So get over there and check it out. And until next time, we're out of here. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Deep Zone Pod for all your sports news. Take care.